0: And then this kind of dramas where they're teaching us what we should do and no matter what we just breathe and watch what God does. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you, I am just so full already. But I do have a little bit of a lesson, I'm hoping you won't hold it against me. I want to share with you what I have been through in the last, what, 48 hours. Some of you might not know, but um, I just wanted to share, I'm not blowing my own horn, I'm not tooting, I'm just talking about how God is moving and how God's doing some things. I just spent the last 48 hours speaking at four different schools in Trutland and Wheeler County, speaking to over 880 students about how God, good God is. I don't know if y'all heard me over here, but I went to a public school and talked about character and how God works through character public schools so I believe there God is really doing something um I want to tell you real quick when we got done my team it was a seven project thing through the assemblies of God and they asked me to be a speaker along with another guy from Alabama and when we got done the the principal himself come over and says we need this in every school in the United States I was like that is the best compliment you can get right there and uh, I got to say one more thing I'm sorry Uh, he got up at the very end And um, we did a a service that night, of course, Friday night. So I actually felt like I was in church 20 hours straight, it felt like, because I mean, I got up at 5.30 to be at the school by seven, you know, and then we didn't end to 11. But what was crazy is he got up and he said, now listen, I care about your education. He said, I care about it. I want you to get a good education. I want you, he went on this whole list. I was like, in my mind, I was like, where is he going with this? He said, but I'm more worried about your forever. So you guys, even though we've got this championship game, now listen, Trutland County was having the championship game that night. He was pleading that they'd go to church. And he said, I know some of you can't go because you've got to be at the game. <laughs> but I thought that was amazing that the principal said, I'm worried about your forever. That's amazing. What is God doing? It's amazing. Well, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm a, I guess the preacher's in me. I've heard you say that before. Now I feel it. Um, <laughs> Know this, know this, I only have four pages of notes. You know what that means. It might be a quick one. Because, you know, but then again, it might not because the Lord's moving. So let me tell you, it is Super Bowl Sunday. And if you don't know, usually on Super Bowl Sundays, you see churches and they're all wearing jerseys. I actually saw a couple already. Have you seen them? And and what they do is they talk about Super Bowl Sunday. So that's what I'm, I'm actually wanting to do the same thing. The title of my lesson today is called Winning at Life. Because I believe that the championship teams, there's two of them that's playing today, that they did something right to be where they're at today. I don't think it was by happenstance, chance. I don't think they fell into what they're going into. I believe that they did something right. And when I played football, which makes this a pretty easy, easy lesson for me, right? Because I played it. it. I believe that it's something that we can learn. So. I know some of you are sitting there going, I don't know a thing about football. I don't know, I don't know what, what's what's a home run? Yeah, yeah, you don't know nothing about football because it's a touchdown. So uh, don't worry, today's your lucky day, today's your lucky day. I'm gonna share a little bit about football and about preparation and stuff. I'm gonna give you an inside track to what maybe players do and go through and then I'm gonna relate that to the Christian life is that okay you think we can do that I believe so so give me just a moment what I'm going to do is I want to share with you guys about what maybe a player so so first of all there's two teams and they make it to the championship and like I said I don't believe it was by accident I believe there were fundamental things that they did that made this happen and so I want to share what a coach and I well actually I came up with this but you know me and a coach talked about it And it's things that you can do to be a successful football player. And I'm going to read them. So don't, don't get mad at me because I'm reading off my notes. But one is this start early and prepare mentally. One thing a coach likes for you to know is that we have a game Friday night. I don't know if you, any of you guys ever played any sports, but that's what a coach will usually tell you on Monday. We have a game Friday night. You need to go ahead and start preparing now. I had a coach that tell me that every, it seemed like he told me the night we we won. You know, we won a game. He's like, okay, you want to stop celebrating this time? We got a game Friday. And I'm like, okay, sir. You know, so we have to start early and prepare mentally. You got to get your head in the game as soon as you can. Talk with the coaching staff about strategies, expectations, and maybe even run over films of the team you're prepared. Um... Practice as often as necessary. B, I got prepare for the game. Listen to this, you gotta eat healthy. You gotta check your equipment. Make sure you get your rest. And then another one's pretty cool and pretty important is build up excitement with other teammates. C, on game day, preparing for game day. You have to start early that day. You have to prepare for the day by hydrating, maybe doing some energy protein bars. Another one that was really important we came up with was keeping mental toughness, right? You gotta keep the mind, you just, I'm, I'm strong, I can do this. Because sometimes teams go in pre-defeated because of their mind, they're like, man, we're gonna lose anyway, and guess what? Yeah, you're gonna lose because you, you're already claiming it. Also, um, warming up, stretching, keep that focus. And then on game day, do what you have trained to do Give 110% and last listen to the coach. Now, I believe that each team member could follow those types of instructions throughout the week. If they can keep that in their mind, in their mindset, then they have an improved chance of winning when the game day comes. But think about this. What if we could follow these steps and prepare our walk with Christ? Christ. I believe that we could be prepared and be a better Christian. Sometimes I'm not sure if, if, sometimes when I walk into the church, I'm not real sure if I'm walking into the church or a funeral parlor. I don't know about you, but I've walked into church before and I'm like, good morning, how are you? And they're like, oh, Lord, the devil's fighting me. And I mean, I've been there. I've been where the devil's fighting me. But that mentality, what, what kind of, I mean, what kind of defeat have you already claimed? So... Think about it. What if we turn these points into a Christian aspect? Hmm. Number one, start early and prepare mentally. Get your head in the game as soon as you can. Hmm. Let's see. 1 Peter 5.8 says this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour I don't know about you but that sounds like a pretty good enemy to have like if you're going to be fighting somebody this is the one so knowing that that is waiting on you right now it should get you ready for game day like knowing that don't like oh I'm surprised the devil's attacking me today no let's know he's going to be prepared get your head in the game uh, two and three, what was it? Talk with coaching staff and strategies and expectations. Practice as often as necessary. Do you remember me saying that? Listen to this. Talk to coaching staff. Hmm. Is that what we're doing today? Maybe that's what... Maybe if we did listen to a little bit more Jesus instead of some of our secular music on the radio. Maybe if we, maybe if we focused on the word. Maybe if we talked with our pastor. How about our Christian friends and talked about what, what they're going through, what we're going through. Don't you think that that would help you be ready? Yeah, well, let me, let, me, let me just, let me make this a little bit easier to understand. The devil is really affecting me and my health right now. Wait a minute, that's a strategy. He's trying to attack your health. Well, he might try to attack my health too. So we can go ahead and pray against that. We can figure out a way Does that make sense? To me, I was like, "Man, this is really good." Like, not only will this work with football, this is going to work with um, with my life, my walk with Christ. I believe that if we that if we talk with pastors in our church, maybe church friends, church members, and even read the Bible, we can get pointers on how the devil attacks, based on his past performances. All throughout the Bible, there's stories of how he. Has attacked. There's stories of how he's tried to come against. And the thing is, is if we've heard it once, then we can counterreact it. Right? And that's why we need to read the Bible, not just for that living word, but also so we can understand that the devil's going to attack and he might even come at you this way. He might do this. The next thing we that I mentioned was prepare for the game, like eat healthy. Now I know a lot of us eat a little bit, maybe too healthy, you know what I mean? We, we like the buffets instead of the, was it Zoe's kitchen? You know, it's a a little healthier. Um, but let me tell you, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in the spirit sense. Are we filling our bodies with the word of God or are we wasting time and energy on junk food? Do we feed our spirit man? Are we feel feeding our carnal man? One thing that me and my brother one time, we did this, totally didn't even know that we did it at the same time, but we decided that we're only gonna listen to Christian music from now on. We just said, we're gonna do it. Didn't even know each other was doing it. About three weeks later, I had to go to him. I was like, listen, my life is different. Let me tell you something. I took out all that junk we were listening to and I started listening to this and it's really crazy. Like the devil's attacks aren't as hard and tricky. Like I started naming stuff and he goes, oh my goodness. And I'm like, what? He goes, I did the same thing. He said, I threw like 10 CDs out the window. I was like, what you littered? You know, but he's, and he was like, you know, I, I got thrown off there for a minute because he said he chunked them out the window. But I, but what's crazy is he did. And he said, listen, it's crazy. It's like where I used to feel like I was always stumbling, where I always felt like I was tripping. What happened was is we ended up walking pretty solid. In fact, I smiled more. You know, the the mornings meant more, like it was crazy. And it all had to do with just music. We didn't change it, like we didn't get the big Bible and carry it around. No, we just started listening to Christian godly music. And what happens is, is it started feeding our spiritual man. And guess what? The spiritual man started getting stronger. And you know what happens when things get stronger and get full and get, think about a baby. When a baby's sick and they're crying, it's weak, isn't it? You can tell. Man, I'm telling you, you can tell across the room if you're a good mom. That baby's not well. You know, but if the baby's fed and good, when that thing screams, it'll wake you from your dead sleep. Think about it in spirit sense. What if the devil's attacking and you, your spirit knows it and you've been feeding it? It's going to warn you. It's going to wake you from your dead sleep. You won't even be thinking about it. And all of a sudden, there it is. I'm telling you. That's why we need to feed our spirit. Eat healthy. Next one was check equipment. Now, this one's pretty easy because we go to Sunday school and all those VBS and all that stuff. And what do they talk about all the time? The armor of God, right? Ephesians, what did I write down? Ephesians 6. I know that. 13 through 17. I'm going to read it real quick because I think it's important. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the times of evil. Now, that sounds like equipment to me sounds just like a helmet, just like shoulder pads, you know, just like that. Check your equipment. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the what? Belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For for shoes, put on the peace that comes from good news so that you'll be fully prepared in addition to all these. Listen to this. Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like equipment to me. Like, that is not some little bit, put on some shoes and go outside like I tell Landon all the time, right? You can't go outside in your shorts and nothing else. You know, you got to put on something, especially when it's raining. You can't have mud all over your feet. Then Mama's about about kill you when you come in. So, sorry. Um, but... You have to be prepared. You have to put on the right outfit. I mean, I I did a sermon one time for the students. Some of you guys will remember this. But I like came out in football attire. And I was like, I'm about to teach y'all, just like y'all saw actually on the video. And I was like, I'm about to preach to y'all. I'm prepared. And they're all looking at me laughing. They can't even take me serious. Why? Because I'm not wearing the right thing. Can you imagine somebody trying to go run track in a football uniform when they're not prepared? Well, listen, in your life, if you're not prepared, you don't check your equipment. If you don't have stuff on right, you ain't going to be able to succeed either. I can imagine a track star going out and trying to be a linebacker with no pads at all. It'd take one hit, I think, and he would be gone because they hit out there. So check your equipment. Next up, it's important, rest. 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 Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Guys, when life weighs you down, it's not your burden to carry. Wait, let let me tell them, they don't hear. Listen, when the devil has got you weighted down where you feel like you can't even stand, it's not your burden to carry. Let me, hold on, let me read the scripture one more time. Let it sink deep in. You ready? Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I'll laugh at you. No, I don't think it says, and I will put some more stuff on there and I will not help you at all. No, it don't say that. What does it say? I will give you rest. You know what that means? I don't know about you, but if I'm carrying tons of packages, I've got stuff like I'm on vacation and I'm trying to go out to the beach and I'm just carrying all this stuff and I can barely make it. I'm about to fall. And he says, I will take. That means he's going to come over and be like, Larry Chris, I'm sorry you are having to carry this stuff right off of you. Did you hear me? He takes it instantly. He says, I give you rest. He didn't say I'm going to take some of that burden so it won't be so bad. That's what I want you to grasp hold of. When you need rest, go to the one who gives it. Don't go to someone who might take some of it and and don't start, you know, laying it to the side. Don't take things to try. I mean, that's one thing these kids go to nowadays. You know, they want to find a way to numb the pain and numb the thought, but that ain't what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go and give away your burdens to the Lord. And that's what this is all about. Rest. Say it with me, youth. Rest. Good job. Next up is build excitement with other teammates. You remember me saying that earlier? I wrote in my notes right here, real big, testify. I believe testifying is a huge blessing and help to others. Huge. Because when my youth come in and say, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris, do you remember when we prayed for whatever it is? You ain't believe it. God healed them. Or you won't believe it. God did it. He answered my prayer. You won't believe how excited. It's almost like I won the lottery. I'm like, what? No, you're Yes. And the reason why is because it builds up your faith. So why wouldn't we want to build each other up? Well, if something, Well, I mean, God could come and heal your big toe. Let's go tell everybody, okay? Because we want everybody to know that God's still in the good work business. He's going to take care of it. It might be small. It might be huge. But let's tell everybody. Testify. In fact, Jesus himself, after giving people sight, after raising people from the dead, after doing these miracles, he said, go to your house and tell everybody. In fact, I, got, I wrote that on Scripture, so if you didn't believe me, you can go look for yourself. Luke 8:39 and Mark 5:19. Both of those say, go to your house and share what I've done for you. Why, why would he tell them to go share? Because he knew the power of testimony. And that's how you build up your teammates. That's how you build and rally together. Man, I'm telling you, that's what you need to do. Surround yourself with people that's not afraid to tell you their big toes heal. Listen to this, prepare on game day. Now, I know some of you guys are like, game day, what's, what's that? Okay, listen, AKA, the devil is attacking. I know some of you know that the devil's about to attack sometimes, right? It's almost like a siren goes off, like a tornado siren. You're like, something's happening. So when you hear that siren in your spirit, when the Lord is helping you understand that there is an attack coming, or you feel that pressure, did you know that there's something you need to do. Based on what the football's schedule, you want me to read it to you real quick? Give me a second. If we go back to the notes it says on game day we should start early. Hmm. What does that mean? Recognize the attack and get the jump. Don't cower it away, don't be scared. Because even Jesus himself would get up before the break of dawn, before the sun rose, and he would go and pray, would he not? I looked it up trying to figure out how many times, and I got lost reading, so I don't even know the number. But it was like multiple times you would read where Jesus said it before daybreak, before dawn, but early, before the crow rise. I mean, there were so many times he got up and he, he went and prayed. That is the prime example of what we need to do. We need to start early. When we feel like the devil's on us a little bit more and, the, and we're maybe hitting that moment, don't go, I need to stay in bed. <laughs> Pull the covers over. We need to get ready. You see the devil's there? Oh, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna beat him out. We're gonna get up, we're gonna get up before he even thinks about it, and I'm gonna start praying and reading the word now. Because that's what you need to do when you're football you need to be up early listen to this the next one was really cool I said it says prepare for it by hydrating and eating right hydrating and eating well I don't know about you but praying and reading God's word is a good way to hydrate him (laughs) it's a way to get fed it's a way to prepare it's a way to go and keep that mental toughness when I'm going through a storm it could be bad It could be a rough storm. I can crack open the Bible, and it seems like almost every time, 99.9, I'll read something that is uplifting. Even if I don't plan, like, you know, the the thing that we probably shouldn't do, right, Pastor, where you just flip it open, start reading. You won't believe how many times God will give you a scripture that screams at you at that very moment. And the reason why is because he knows you need it, so he's going to give it to you. He loves you all right on game day you're in the midst of the battle real easy points I'm close I'm getting close y'all getting good everybody good all right do what you are trained to do let me say it again do what you're trained to do man how many times have you been in the battle and you freak out oh I have you know what I mean? If the devil's coming against me and it seems like the world's falling, especially if, some, I don't know about me, for some reason it's financial things. When financial things come my way, I about freak out, you know, oh my gosh, we're going to lose our car. You know, I don't know, I'm just freaking out. When I re- really need to just do what I'm trained to do and say, God, you got this. You knew this was coming up, you knew this was going to happen, and right now you are taking care of this, I, so I, let's just keep going, keep trucking and do what I'm supposed to do because that's what you tell me to do, Right? Listen to this. Play hard. Give 110%. I'm telling you, when I talk to students, when I talk to students and they're telling me that um, they're going through a hard time and everything and I'm just listening to them, that's what I do. If you've ever ever met with me, you'll see that I'll just sit there and listen and listen. I've learned early to not say anything at first because sometimes I say stuff and it ends up like being horrible because it's my stuff. So I try to listen and I listen and what happens is is I start learning that that what they're going through and what they're, you know and then I and I say well, well how, what do you think about that what what do you and you'll hear them usually they're not going 110% they're in the midst of the game and they're starting to fall they're starting to let go they're starting to be weak they're starting to you know and I'm like look you know and then that's when I have to come in and basically be like a cheerleader listen this isn't who you are This isn't what God wants for you. This isn't your promises in the Bible. I've got right here and I start listing them. And I start saying, hey, this is what you you need to go hard. You need to go 110% because what I've learned is if you stand up and you start running at the devil, running at him like you are going to take care of it. All of a sudden, the devil starts running from you. And it's not because you're running at him, it's because he sees what's following you right behind you, what's crawling over you and what's protecting you. And what's crazy is in the spirit, there's stuff from front of you and you don't even know it because that's the way the Lord works. He's going to send stuff before you, he's going to have things around you, but he's waiting on you to move. Because if you're sitting still, you're not doing anything. And he's like, do we need to do? What do we... Go forward. Go 110%. I tell my kids every day, if you put 10% 10 of effort, God's going to meet that 90 because he loves it. When he sees that you're not afraid, when he sees that you want to go hard, when he sees that you, he's like, ooh, that's my boy. I love watching my son play football or, or basketball even. And when I see his passion for it and his effort, it about makes me jump out of the seat. Now, when he's don't have passion and effort, what am I doing? Come on, boy, you can do it. you know, What are you doing? Sit him down, coach, he ain't playing. But when it's, what happens is I, when he's putting it on, when he's turning on the heat and I can see he's putting his hundred, 110% in, I'm just as loud on the sidelines, screaming out and shouting. I can imagine what God's doing, who promised that he'll go before you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. His thoughts for you are only good. What would he do when you start moving and start trying to go? Even if you headed in the wrong direction, I could see him, whoa, 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 you know, this way, and then you're like, oh, okay, you know. But go, do, and watch what he does. It's going to be amazing because that's a God we serve, an amazing God. This is my favorite one. I don't know if y'all remember this one, the very last one I said. On game day, what are you supposed to do? Listen to the coach. I'm telling you, sometimes we can get distracted by the, uh, by, the, by, the, by the scoreboard, or we can get distracted by all these things that's going on around us, the, the, the injuries. We can get distracted, but what happens is is if we do 110% and we do what we're supposed to do, then what happens is the coach is standing on the sideline or we're in a booth or something, right? And we might be down there sweating and, you know, dirt in our eyes. I'm, I'm talking football, sense, not spiritual, so if y'all wonder. And we're sitting there, and we're just sitting there, and we're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm about to die, you know. And then, but if we listen to coach you know what? The coach is overseeing it all. The coach is seeing the weakness on the other team. He's seeing where this guy's too tired and ain't doing his job. He's seeing where this is faulting. He sees the hole in this defense right here. And all of a sudden, if we listen to him, then we do what we're supposed to do. And we're going to break through every single time. We're going to do better than we think because he is going to help us. And in the spiritual sense, it's the same way. We might need his direction. Listen, I, I say, listen to coach because I believe that's why God sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. I mean, I, when I read about the Holy Spirit, He's omnipresent, omnipresent, you know, everything. He knows everything. He's so it sounds just like a coach overwatching a game, don't it? And I love the fact that they got those little things <laughs> in their ear. Have you ever watched a team and they're down there and they're like just about to, you know, they're all going in, and then all, and then all of a sudden, in unison, they all go. Have you seen that? Watch today. You'll see it. Maybe not as much as in college or something, but they'll they'll all I mean they're looking they're about to go and all of a sudden they'll go And every one of them used to look over and the quarterback goes What's happening is they see how, the, how this defense is lined up. Well, listen, let me tell you something. In your life, in your spiritual life, the same thing has to happen. You have to have your ears up. You have to listen to what's going on because the Holy Spirit's going to be able to see what's going on and he can tell you in an instant what to do to counteract whatever's going on. In an instant. So can you imagine if you're, you know, you're, you're with your family and, and the Lord's telling you, hey, don't stop for a minute, and go get gas. We don't got three quarters of day. No, go get get. Okay. You go in, you get you a Mountain Dew, and you blah blah blah. And then you get back on the road, and there's an 18 wheeler in the track in in And you're like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. That could have been us, maybe. We could have been macked up. Well, listen, that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He's going to watch out for you, He's going to take care of you, and He's always going to talk to you. So you need to listen. Listen to the coach. And I believe that if we do these things then what's going to happen is is we will be winning at life. I do. Um, Let me read two scriptures. It's my last two scriptures. John 14, 26 says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything. Everything I have told you. I'm going to read that last part again. I kind of like that. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything. I love that word. Everything. And will remind you of everything I have told you. I know some of the school students are over there going, Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to believe in the Holy Spirit. It's going to give me all the answers to the test. Everything. I'm telling you guys, this is major. Think about it, the Holy Spirit will teach you everything. And then not only that, he's gonna remind you when you need it. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? It's like having a cheat sheet to every test you ever take in life, right? Like, hmm I know the answer to that one is right there, the Holy Spirit taught me. I'm telling you, that is amazing. You need that in your life. I take that verse and I just that's mine. I'm taking that. Now there's one more we've got to read to you. It's Romans 8.26. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. When does the Holy Spirit help us? Weakness. weakness. Isn't that amazing? He do not wait till you're strong and killing it. He's just gonna be like, that's my boy. You're strong. And then when you're weak, I'm sorry, you should have ate that energy drink energy bar for example listen to this we don't know what god wants us to pray for but the holy spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words i don't know about you but i have caught myself one time or two or a hundred thousand where i'm sitting down to pray and i pray and i really don't even know what to say because i'm just stuck have you been there oh i've been there I've, I've laid on my face before just going, oh, God. And I felt like a little baby crying. But the thing is, is I couldn't even think the words to say. And I would sit there, and the Holy Spirit would overwhelm me. And the Holy Spirit would well up inside of me. And all of a sudden, I'm just crying and just praying out. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm making these weird groans. It sounds weird. But it's because the Holy Spirit's starting to pray through me. The Holy Spirit's starting to say what I need. The Holy Spirit is connecting with other spirits. And he's saying, listen, I know what he needs. Listen, let's do this. Let's move this. Let's do this. Because sometimes you don't even know what to pray. But the Holy Spirit knows every single time. So that's another reason why we need the Holy Spirit. And in closing, I want you to be set up for success. We are not meant to live a life of defeat, but a life of faith. I can sum it up like this. So the Christian life is one lived by faith in God who saved us, empowers us, seals us for heaven, and by whose power we are kept forever. The day-to-day life of faith is one that grows and strengthens as we seek God in His words and through prayer. And as we unite with other Christians whose goal of Christ likeness is similar to our own, then we will be on the right road. So, just remember You might not like football, but we can all learn something from it. We can all have a winning attitude. We can all face everything the way it needs to be faced if we follow the steps that I've shared today. I love you guys. Have a good day. you come up just a moment please is she here here we go am i interrupting something is that i'm serious <laughs> oh okay there we go chris thank you so much youth team thank you so much what a wonderful